0: Peeps, I'm Matt. And I'm Mike. And we are the Pink Gold Peeps. We are two 20-somethings who love talking all things Nintendo and video games and geek stuff and, and all that nerd jazz. Speaking of which, did you hear that that sweet intro that we just got? That was courtesy of Rick's Record, who is on SoundCloud. Also, you can go look him up. He plays some pretty some pretty cool stuff. It's very um it's very techno-y. And a bit bit chippy, it's really cool. Give it a look if you got the chance. but uh anyway, so Nintendo Mike how's it going How's your week been
1: doing? it's uh it's been pretty good you know uh, I got I got lots of games to play, which is always fun. Um, I like an embarrassment of riches rather than a drought so it's been good you know <laughs> but yeah I mean it's it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good weekend I'm gonna have lots of time to play video games so I'm excited generally speaking. What about you Hooray. Right.
0: Uh well today I had my two final college finals ever. So that was that was quite interesting. It was like a, a moment for me. I was like, whoa, I'm done. There's that. So now I've got I've got like about two weeks here just chill out with my college buddies. So I'm excited for that. It's gonna be relaxing for the first time since
1: the semester started. <laughs> I, I think you have a weird way of saying your first semester of your freshman year. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> it's been a mess, man. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I've been going. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with the people here. Part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast, I was like, then Matt has to make sure in his schedule he blocks off time to just talk to me because I'm selfish. Mike needs attention, he, he craves the attention. I do. But anyway, the first part of our show is always we like to talk about what we've been playing. So, uh, Matt, what have you been playing this week?
0: This week, I've been playing Blossom Tales on my Switch. Uh, oh, Blossom nice. Tales is a game very similar to Legend of Zelda. Did I talk about this last week? Anyway, I've been making progress with it. I've um, I finished the first, like, dungeon And I went back there, and I did a bunch of little side quests there, and now I've moved on to, like, I'm going to the second one. I'm in this, like, swampy area right now. I really, I'm really enjoying the very, how do you say it, the very, um, epic almost feeling of the game, of just, like, like, it's a small game, obviously it feels like A Link to the Past, but it also feels bigger than a link to the past in the sense of there's more variety in the environments almost or i feel like i'm on more of like a, a a giant quest just because of how different each of the areas feel to me now and i've only been to like three or four of them but still it's just it's very interesting to me how i
1: feel like i've been journeying so much in this game if that's not too geeky if you know what i mean no no i get what you're saying uh, i i played blossom tales and I've have, have beaten it and I think what you're saying is true. I think this game is very much... Like, if you've played this game, you know it's, like, basically just A Link to the Past. Like, it's very similar, like, at the top-down, the dungeon-style, everything. But it does a good job of, I think, showing people that this is still a game from 2018, right? It came out this year? Yes. Like, you know, some of the power-ups are something that they probably couldn't do on the Super Nintendo. And, like you said, the environments, they seem they seem very fleshed-out and very fluid, and that really works, yeah, to make a sense of scale, despite the map not really being super big.
0: No, well, I don't know, because I haven't explored all of it, obviously. I don't even think I've gotten to, like, 25% of the map, but it's pretty interesting to me. I mean, like, it doesn't seem small. It definitely seems bigger than, like, A Link to the Past, although that game's however old now. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, I, I do like the size of it, and I mean, like, you know, a link, you remember A Link Between Worlds, right? You borrowed it for five years from me?
1: Hey, I borrowed it from you for like a year and a half, and then I kept bringing it to your house, and then I forgot that I had it Yeah, me I, I, I at know. your
0: Because, <laughs> like, that one was, first of all, an amazing game, but it felt small because it was made in 2015, 2016, but it still had a map the size of a game that was built for an NES, or an SNES.
1: Yeah. No, I, I get that. I think what Blossom Till makes up for is just every square has a lot going on. Yes, it
0: does, and I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, cuz I think if you count the squares as opposed to link to the past, it's not like like it's not like one has a, you know, a ton more than the other, but it really does feel like everything's very full in that game.
0: I don't I don't know about that though, cuz it, it's like just at a glance it seemed to me like there's more squares in this game,
1: but I don't know, who knows. Well, I mean, you've played Link to the Past. I played Link Between Worlds when I was still at my old job, when I was, like, I was in a very long hour, very soul-crushing job. And when I came home and played video games for two hours and then passed out, like, you know. My memory's a little foggy. I'm just going to be honest
0: with you. (laughs) Right, right. No, I feel you. Uh, No, but I, I definitely think this world is bigger, and I definitely think it's more full in that sense uh, it's a good time, I'm, like, as I play it, I'm enjoying it more and more, there's a lot of little, like, like you are just saying, how it's full, there's a lot of little things to do, and I like that a lot, like, they're not even side quests, or collectible quests, they're, like, some kind of combination of the two, where, like, you have to collect 20 feathers, and then bring them to this one guy, but, like, I didn't need the quest to be told to do that, it just kind of popped, like, above me the first time I grabbed a feather, it's just, like, collect 20 of these, I was, like, okay, i like that a lot yeah and then it gives you it gives you stuff for it so that's cool
1: yeah matt did you um have you found the guy who asks you to find 20 honeycombs yet no you should find him he gives you my favorite power up in the game oh wonderful (laughs) i'm sure it's something weird yes
0: but anyway mike how about you what have you been playing?
1: How's it going? Uh, well, it's been good. I, I played a little bit of Mario RPG. I really want to get through that game. Um, I have two of the seven stars. It's Legend of the Seven Stars. So I don't know how long this game is, but I think it's kind of on the shorter side of things because I only played for like an hour and a half. But I haven't really been focusing on that because I kind of put that to the side. I put Skyrim to the side for now because um, I got Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I played, so like, I had this weird point in my Mike, life where Mike, I wasn't Mike, really playing Mike, video Mike, games. Mike, what? Mike, Mike? What? Mike? What? Would you say it's a cool game? I'd say it's cooler than being cool.
0: Did Did you get my joke? Because tropical freeze like cold,
1: cool. Yeah. Well, I was I was going for the outcast joke, and you didn't pick it up. I I didn't at all. They say what's cooler than being cool, and they go ice cold. <laughs> I didn't get it. Oh, my God. You've never heard Hey Yacht before? I think... No, I mean, I have, but, like, I don't know. It just didn't... You didn't... No, you know what? You know what? No. Done. You're you're done talking. So I played Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, okay? I really... I I played Donkey Kong Country Returns on the 3DS because I picked it up one summer when I was kind of like... I had said to Matt, I was like, I'm getting back into playing video games a lot. I have all this time on the train. This is right when I got this job where I'm commuting. I said, what games on the 3DS did I miss out on that I should buy? And it was like, I bought, I bought Donkey Kong Country Returns. I bought Mario 3D Land and Pokemon Conquest or something like that. Like I bought about three random games. So I really liked playing Donkey Kong Country Returns. It's my first Donkey Kong Country game. I didn't play the ones on the Super Nintendo and I really enjoyed it. I I didn't go back and like, you know, try to 100% it or anything like that, but I had fun. Because I had heard that Tropical Freeze was the better of the two, but I don't own a Wii U. So I was like, "Ah, eh, whatever, maybe they'll make a third one and I'll be happy. So when I heard they were porting it to the Switch, I was really excited. Plus, when I heard they had the funkiest mode in town, I was even more excited. <laughs> you didn't start with that, though, did you? I hope you didn't. No, I didn't. So, have you played one of the Donkey Kong Country games? Yeah, I- I've played Tropical Freeze. Oh, okay, I didn't know you played Tropical Freeze. I don't know be- it, but I've-, I've played it with friends. Oh, okay. So, yeah, for those who don't know, you know, the Donkey Kong Country games are 2D platformers, like, you know, like Mario. Um, they're a little bit more on the difficult side of things. I don't know if that's intentional or not.
0: I, I, if you played Tropical Freeze, I'd, I'd say it's pretty intentional. That game's hard.
1: Yeah, it's like Donkey Kong doesn't move the way like Mario does, you know, like Mario like pretty much always is running and Donkey Kong, he doesn't run. He can do a roll attack, but you can only do it for a short amount of time. And if you're not rolling, then enemies can hurt you. You only have two HP. You, your jumping is something you have to get used to. You jump slowly because you're a giant gorilla and you're not a small plumber man. And then there's there's three, in this game, there's three different Kongs you can have as like on your back as allies. So when you pick up one of them, um, they give you two extra hearts. And if you lose those two hearts, you lose them. Um, but Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, and Cranky Kong. Um, they all have special powers, so Diddy Kong has a little jetpack, so, like, once you jump, you can get a little bit of a boost. Dixie Kong is just broken. I, like, I thought she was the best one, but then I was like, oh, well, what about, like, when I go underwater, maybe, like, someone else is better. Nope, she's got a special power in the water that she can only use. It's like she does a little helicopter spin, so, like, I, you I jump- I remember specifically that she was absurdly broken. Yeah, you just, like, swoop up at the end, and I'm like, this just se- like, there's no reason to not pick Dixie Kong- over, like, like I never pick Diddy Kong. I'll pick Cranky Kong, because Cranky Kong does the DuckTales thing, where, like, he puts his cane down, you can bounce on everything, including spikes. Yeah! Oh, DuckTales. So, I use Cranky Kong, but, like, I never use Diddy Kong. I was like, why would I ever use Diddy Kong when I can use Dixie Kong? Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun, and, like, it's one of those games where you could just play through it and be like, that's fun, I'm putting it away now. But right. between, you know, between the secret levels... Um, the puzzle pieces and the Kong letters, uh, there's a lot to do. So like each world has like one to three secret levels. So it's somewhere in a level, which is usually pretty clear which one it is. There is a portal that will be a different ending and you get a different level. Um, there's somewhere between five to nine puzzle pieces in a level. These are kind of like the ones that you have to explore to find. They Once you pick them up, it doesn't matter if you die, you'll keep them sort of thing. And if you get all of them, it gives you like an art piece that you can look at. And then the Kong letters, there's the four letters, K-O-N-G, usually somewhere in the level very apparent, but have some kind of platforming challenge to them. Like you, it's usually like, okay, I need to get that. How do I get that? I have to jump on a special way or do something like that. And I'm playing through this game. I'm trying to get the puzzle pieces, but I'm not trying to get all of them. But I am getting all the Kong letters in every level. Because if you get all the Kong letters in a world you get access to, like, the secret level, like, the super secret level. And these levels... I feel like when I play these levels, I realize that the people over at Retro Studios are probably the same people who make those wild, wild levels in Mario Maker. Because some of them, like, they're not impossible, but they have that sense to them where you're like, okay, they they know how to do that, too. It's not just a bunch of crazy sadists online who think they're original. No, these guys know what they're doing. It will be like... They'll pick, like, one mechanic. So, like, I was I was having trouble with um, the, the second world one. It's like, hey, do you know that if you press A when you jump on top of an enemy, you'll jump a little bit higher? Okay, we're going to make an entire level like that where you're basically in the sky. If you fall, you just die. And every enemy you can only jump on once. And you have to hit the A button to get higher up in the air on basically every single one. And none of these levels have checkpoints. The these these ultimate levels at the end of every world—they're a lot of fun, but they're very frustrating. <laughs> there,
0: I I do remember how like clever those were, and I always appreciate that about games. Uh, Star Allies didn't have it as much as some of the other games did, but sometimes Kirby like bonus levels are really like that. Um, if you played Yoshi's Woolly World, the bonus levels in that game are kind of bananas, and I love it. They're just randomly difficult, and I, I love it when games do that, and that's probably, to me, when I played on the Wii U, that was probably one of the best parts about Tropical Freeze.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely has that kind of that Kirby sense to it, except for just the, the beginning is, the beginning difficulty is higher, and some of those levels, I think, go a little bit past where that is. So, I, I mean, I'm enjoying the game a lot. I just beat the water boss, who was awful, like... Yeah... The the biggest thing, so it's an underwater boss, and the biggest problem with it, like, I think from, like, an actual, like, design standpoint, is that it takes Donkey Kong time to do a 180 in the water, and this is an enemy that will suck you in and blow you out, and there's spikes along the walls. Mm -hmm. So, you need to, you know, swim in one direction, and then immediately turn around and swim in a different direction, but because it takes Donkey Kong time to actually turn around, it's a problem. Yeah, you gotta think... Well, it's, you know it is, you got the, like, you have to like, loop, or you have to have a partner, you know, or a partner, I mean Dixie Kong, because she has the extra swimming power. <laughs> You'll have to update us when you play with, uh, Funky Kong. Well, I played a little bit with him. He's, he's fun, you know, my girlfriend played, like, the first world with me, and she was getting a bit frustrated. The game, you know, the game's tough, and if you're not in that, you know, that 2D space a lot, you could see someone getting frustrated. So she played a little bit on funky mode, and I've played a little bit on funky mode. It's fun. You have five HP. you just put down your surfboard when you land on spikes. You have a double jump and and top of the double jump, you have like um, a spinning of your surfboard, which is basically Diddy Kong's hover, but it goes forever.
0: What I've read is that it's a lot of fun to use Funky Kong for like speed running.
1: That's what I was going to say. There's like a group of people who are like making a community around speedrunning running the game with Funky Kong. And like when I beat this game, I might not do it right away. But this might be a game where I'm like, oh, I want to go back and play it because I want to play through the game in a speed run of Funky Kong.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that to me is the one reason why I would consider getting it because that does sound like a lot of fun, trying to do it as quickly as possible. But I don't feel like
1: that's worth the price of admission. Yeah, I mean, you can always borrow it from me, too, so it's not even like you have to. Exactly. But um, But yeah,
0: that's what I've been doing. that's pretty cool. So we're going to move on to our second segment, our second act of the night, which is our indie spotlights. So first of all, Mike, do you want to talk about this one that also gets me quite excited?
1: Yeah, I want to talk about it because you actually can talk... You can speak to this more than I can. The ultimate edition of Shantae Half Genie Hero is out right now. It came out on Tuesday the eighth and today is uh May 10th. So it's been out for two days now. I saw someone uh do an unboxing of the old, the day one edition. It comes with a lot of cute stuff and it comes with a uh comes with a guidebook. Or not like a guide, like a little instruction manual, and like that that that's cute, I like those. I have not actually played Shantae, but Matt had said I had asked Matt Shame. Well, I had said to you, I was like, "Listen, I'm in a little bit of a of a of a dry spell. I don't know what to play." This was right before I bought a bunch of used games. I bought Gunvolt, Cave Story, and uh, Disgaea Five, and I was like, "What should I buy?" And you had said, i had said, is Shantae good?" You know, it's one of these games where I'm like, "Hey, like, actually, kind of like Super Mario RPG." I'm like, "There might be a character from this game in Smash, and I want to seem like I'm relevant, so let's make sure I know these characters." <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, "Is Shantae any good?" And you said it was really fun. So this one comes with like all these expansion passes and and new stuff that yeah, wasn't. Yeah, it
0: comes. It comes with all all of the DLC. It also comes with a art book and the Risky Beats soundtrack. Um, That's a play on the the main villain jokes. I've been playing Shantae since I was like, I don't know, maybe six years old because the first one came out on the Game Boy. And I was really little, and I remember wanting a DS, and I couldn't get a DS at the time, so I got Shantae on the Game Boy to make myself feel better. And I loved it! So then I had to get the next one, and then after the second one they stopped for years... And eventually they started happening again on the Wii U. And I was like, huh, they're back! And now the fourth one's out. So, I don't know. I like how Shantae's been making a comeback. She's kind of like, I don't know.
1: She was like my first real, like, platformer almost, so. No, I get that. And from what I understand, it is a good game. I'm excited to see what they had. They had, like, three new, like, mini, like, mode level things. Like, this is a DLC pack you can just buy with the game if you already own it. But it comes in this Ultimate Edition, so it looks like there's a lot of content. I honestly won't... I probably won't pick it up anytime soon, only because I'm playing Donkey Kong, a 2D platformer. That's fair. But it's definitely a game that's, like, on my radar.
0: Really, really good game. Um, Both this one and Pirate's Curse. Is Pirate Curse on the Switch? Yes, it is. They're both on the Switch. They're both arguably better than the original two games. Uh, actually, they are better than the original two games, which are still good. You know, funny, like random funny story though. But in the first Shantae game, the currency in the Shantae is like these gems. And the um, one way in the first game, if you're like strapped for cash, and you don't have anything to get gems. You can do this dancing mini game, where Shantae goes onto a stage, and she just dances as you push the buttons in the correct order, and people throw money at her. As a small child, I I didn't get it. But do you get it now? (laughs) Yes, I get it now. I went back and I played the game, and I was like, "Oh,
1: oh, Matt, oh, our formative years."
0: But uh, anyway, so there you
1: go. Yes, fun fact. This next one, I I gotta talk about this because this this game has been like this game has been a wild ride. It's not even out yet. So, Blade Strangers is a indie 2D fighting game that is coming to the Switch, and I saw this game came out up, like, I was just, like, looking through Reddit, and I post I, I clicked on the link, and there's a trailer, and I'm watching the trailer, and I'm like, okay, this is, like, the, the stereotypical anime fighting game, you know, the girls are wearing, like, no clothes, and there's a bunch of characters, I don't know if they're n- new to this game, or they're from some series, and I didn't get it, and then I, like, looked a little more into it, and this game is, like, it's, like, indie Super Smash Brothers, but really Basically. just, like... Well, it's really just, like, Nicholas.
0: Oh, well, they're making the game, aren't
1: they? They are, but, like, it was funny, because when I was looking through the character roster and I watched the trailer, there was a character I thought I recognized, and it's Curly Brace, who is, um, the, the girl in Cave Story. And they, like, they, like, ditter up like an anime character and it well, was like you know, really Boat cool in the game now also right yes i do Have you've seen like they have like special moves where they turn back into like their their like 16-bit selves and attack but yeah so this game's like really weird and i wasn't really interested because i was like well i'm just gonna buy this game and play as curly and really only curly if i buy it but matt did they announce new people
0: yeah game? they announced they announced
1: quote they announced gun vault and they announced Isaac from the Binding of Isaac. See, I need to. I haven't actually looked at any screenshots. Have they shown screenshots of Isaac yet? They've shown gameplay of Isaac. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna quick look it up. Click it clip. up. Yeah, because I mean, I I love the Binding of Isaac, but but Isaac doesn't really uh, lend himself to, to to that kind of fighter. It's weird. It's just weird. I well, I I, I found I a, a little still. I found a I found a clip. Hold on. <laughs> He's just so tiny. I know. I'm happy they didn't give him clothes. Like, that would have been wrong if they had given him clothes. It's just so weird. I, like, I wonder if this is it or if more will come.
0: I really hope more come.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, like, all these games are licensed by, by Nicholas. And I wasn't really thinking about picking this game up. But now with these announcements for characters, I might consider picking it up just to have as a digital title. What, are the, like, what other games could they add, though, that Nicholas is really, like, known for? I, I don't know, but like these are all the characters I no one would want. So mm-hmm. you know, Yo, but like if, I...
0: if if Gunvolt's in the game, Copin has to be in the game, right? Likely, yeah, and but likely yeah, we got... more than just those two. Although who knows?
1: Yeah, just between those five characters, I'm like, okay, I'm interested in just like maybe trying this game out, depending on what the prices. Yeah, exactly. But but Mike, wait, that's not all the Nicholas news we have because they just announced today.
0: Today is May tenth. Crystal Crisis, which is a puzzle game... Which is also a major crossover of all of their major properties. It has Gunvolt and
1: Isaac and the characters from Cave Story. It does? Yes, it does! What is it, like a match three? Like, what kind of puzzle game is this? Kind
0: of? Like, I watched, like, a brief trailer. It almost looks like Tetris, almost. What happens is, as you match stuff... When you match, your character will attack the character on the other side of the board. And it looks like whoever gets the most points... Beast the crap out of the other one more.
1: Okay. So it's it's like a so it's like a Tetris kind of thing where you're like you're playing against one another.
0: Right. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm like weirdly into it. I'm not normally into puzzle games like that, but I mean, pull your pull your Tetris got me. And now I don't know, this game might get me. Who knows? So um next up is act 3, which is our quick news and updates. There is a lot of just news to like this week, like today, earlier today, there was this random dump of news and this week too, but we'll, we'll get into all of that. Mike, if you want to, you want to kick us off with some
1: smashy, smoshy stuff. Sure. I'd love to. Well, first off, I want to echo what Matt said. It was actually kind of funny on, on Wednesday. I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about this week. And then. Like, just this morning, like, so much stuff popped up. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so the first one is that the um, the Smash Invitational that's happening at E3, they announced the players who are joining it. Big, Im- big person for me is that Zero's going to be there, so Zero's probably going to win because he's incredible. But the short answer is it's, four, it's eight people from different countries. Four of them are, like, well-known Super Smash Bros. Melee players, and four of them are really good Smash 4 players. So it's going to bring, like, most of the community around Smash, Who's like interested in this kind of thing to watch the Invitational, which is good. So that's exciting. I'm praying for Smash news. Uh, if you missed our first episode, uh, me and Matt made a bet about uh, hearing about any new Smash characters before E3, and, and I'm it's really not banking
0: coming. on.
1: So I'm hoping. I was hoping with the Switch Online would you get something, or with the Invitational, and we got neither. So I'm holding Switch- out
0: just a little when-
1: bit longer.
0: When the Switch Online was like announced, that was my like. Oh, this is this is the danger zone. If they're going to show if they're going to show anything of Smash, of the Slim Chance, it's going to be now when they talk about the online if it didn't happen. So, we're good. We're in the clear. We're in the clear
1: for a month. It's going to be okay. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to it's going to work. It's going to be fine. Anyway, two two quick bits about one of my favorite games on the Switch, Arms. The uh, Arms comic. Have you so the free comic book day happened last week and there was an Arms comic. And Matt was very good, and he got me one, because I couldn't go to a comic book store on Saturday. I was very busy. So uh, Dark Horse is the publisher, and it was moved to January 2019.
0: It's, the, the free comic book day one is very, like, pro, like, you don't need to read it at all. Don't worry if you didn't get one and you wanted it, 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 it really doesn't matter. It's like, nothing happens in it, at all.
1: Yeah, I've heard it, it's like, it's cool, and it if, shows, like, the art style, but that's kind of a it. a comic
0: book geek, it is your typical first comic or not first
1: comic, I mean, it's your typical free comic book day comic. Nothing happens. Anyway, I'm, I'm really excited for this, but if you're interested like I am, it's 2019, so. Yeah,
0: I was really bummed about this, actually, because, I don't know, I've kind of gotten the idea in my head that it's got, like, kind of an anime feel almost for this comic, and that, that free comic book day little, like, sample did kind of almost push that. So, I'm a little bummed to see this move, because I was very excited for it.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully uh, hopefully this means something good on the horizon for ARMS in 2019. That's my hope. But, if you haven't played ARMS yet,
0: worry not, because there is a free ARMS demo coming. How sick is that?
1: Yeah, no, you should definitely pick this game up. In my opinion, this is one of those games that fell by the wayside, just because of when it was announced, when it came out. And it's a lot of fun. You know, me and Matt play with each other, and we play, we'll play, like, you know, we'll play super serious with our pro controllers and go, yeah. You know, look at me playing so good. I'm I'm playing as Kid Cobra and Matt's playing as Min Min. But then also, like when we're hanging out with all of our friends, we'll do the two Joy-Con motion control shenanigans and it's fun.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a great game. Try the demo if you still haven't played that game because it's it's really good.
1: Yeah, and one more bit of arms news: Matt Ninjara won the Party Crash. Against Springman and it's all my fault. Did you place did you did you play Ninjara? No. Matt, I missed this party crash. This is the first party crash I missed, and I'm like I was devastated wow. when I logged on at like four o'clock on Sunday and it wasn't wow. running anymore. And then I also saw that Ninjara won wow. and I was like, it's all my fault. It's what kind of fault. ARMS fan are you? Someone who played eight out of nine of them. How many wow. have you played?
0: Wow. No, I can't even talk to you. I can't. I yeah. can't. I yeah. can't.
1: Listen, listen. Oh, I'm allowed to miss wow. one. I built my schedule around party crashes, okay? I missed one. But yeah, it's all my fault. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Because no one, no one should actually see Ninjaro win.
0: Once again, see that attention thing we were talking about earlier on in the episode. All my <laughs> fault. <laughs> Anyway, um, let's, let's talk about a different game. Let's talk about Zelda for a, a quick second. Sure. There was a level designer position posted for the Legend of Zelda series, which excites me to no end. Because it is about that time, I guess, when when rumblings or the beginnings of the next Zelda title would begin. It's been like, what, five, six months since <laughs> Ballad of Champions came out?
1: Oh my gosh. What? no i mean you're right i just think it's so funny like i mean matt matt you're like our resident zelda fan right and you're just like it's been five months um i'm ready
0: (laughs) yeah i'm I'm ready for the next one no i'm ready for my i'm ready for my skyward sword hd on the switch actually
1: oh here we go again
0: at right now at this at this exact moment i'd be more excited for skyward sword hd because it's the best skyward it's it's the best Zelda game And that is one of the most unpopular opinions in the world, so fight me.
1: No, I won't, because I wouldn't waste my time playing Skyward Sword. You and I have played it for, like, an hour together, and I was amazed on how nothing happened. That was the tutorial! Listen, listen. I played the game for, like, an hour and a half and the best thing about it was those cute little kiwi men Have and that was played? basically the only yeah, time th- I was you
0: got there that's where you stopped it just gets better from there
1: okay i'll trust you on this there's a lot but... of
0: world building the story's really important in that game but anyway anyway uh next up is that the floor plans for e3 were released or shown off did you see these mike
1: yeah i mean isn't it just nintendo had the same spot as last year
0: yeah, it's 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 your typical thing. Sony and Nintendo are just like owning that alleyway, and Sony's got that, or not Sony.
1: Sorry, Nintendo's got that big L corner piece that they always have. It'll be cool to see. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do this year because Nintendo's be pretty go- booths go-
0: like always look the best. You know what I mean? At least in the past two years, when they did Zelda and then Mario,
1: yeah, and so now that's open to the public. I feel like they're they like making more of a show out of exactly. it. Exactly.
0: So I wonder, like, not to get into like l- the logistics of everything, but I don't know if you remember, but last year E three was just a madhouse because of the public.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see how they do it this year.
0: Yeah, lines for just to play a 15 minute demo were like seven hours long. So. I, yeah, I mean, I it's not going to be any how, like,
1: better with Smash.
0: <laughs> though it was this year. Yeah, but I mean, like, you'd think maybe they'd limit the amount of people they let in or something like that. Who knows? We'll see.
1: Yeah, and the, and the good thing is with Smash is at least you can play... You can have four people playing the demo at once, right? Right. Well, hey, I mean, you might be able to have eight people play the demo at once. I mean, I think... Don't get me wrong, I think 8 Player Smash is returning. I don't know if that's how they want to show off I, the game. I'm that kidding. just seems I know, like I know.
0: <laughs> Um anyway, what's next? It's a sad day, Matt. Oh, a moment of a moment of silence for our loss.
1: As of yesterday night, Tomo servers are now gone. Someone posted on Reddit this morning. It said the number one of the top ten anime betrayals, and it was them opening the Mitomo app and saying couldn't connect to a server. I like what Mitomo was, and, like, obviously, like, I think we all know that it was it was cute, it was fun, it didn't keep everyone's attention very long. But that uh... was fine, because, like, I played it for, like, probably three or four weeks when I don't play phone games, usually.
0: Yeah, I think Mitomo was, like, a good idea that could have gotten more if nintendo did something with it but there was really nothing to do other than check in with your me and then talk to other me's and that was that was it that was the game there was no game there it was just like the most minimal social network possible that was it And that was the problem with it.
1: I would love to see Mitomo like, be something that's installed on the Switch. Like, when you go up to your friends list, if there's just, like, your Mitomo there. You mean Miiverse? No. Not Miiverse. Rest in peace, Miiverse. I'll never forget you. Sad, sad Miiverse. I just, like, I don't know. And the point is, I thought, I thought Mitoma was cute. And I'm like, I'm sad. And I saw a bunch of people posting, like, how they're like, it was great for screen captures. I mean, I have one <laughs> picture. That's true. Have you you've seen the one, right, with me when I dressed myself up as the tree? Yes. And my girlfriend standing next to me and I had her, like, shrugging. And I was like, where's Mike? Yes. <laughs> like, yes you'll never remember. find me because I'm a tree. <laughs> that
0: was, that was pretty great. Oh, I used to have a bunch of those on my old phone, but then I lost it. Or, I mean, it broke. That sounded weirdly suspicious, and it wasn't supposed to. It did
1: sound really weirdly suspicious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, it broke.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. But, yeah, so uh, rest in peace, Miitomo. You were a lot of fun. You kept my attention longer than Pocket Camp did. so.
0: Oh, oh, we don't have to talk about... No, we're not talking Mm. about
1: it. Matt, what's the next thing?
0: Capcom is releasing two quote-unquote major Switch titles by March 2019. So take that as you will, if you care. I thought about this, and the only major Capcom property that I could think of when I was like, wait a minute, does Capcom really do anything great? And I was like, all I could think of is Marvel vs. Capcom. And then I realized that... Mortal vs. Capcom is just a mashup of all of Capcom's characters, and I'm like, oh, you could take any one of the characters in the game, and there's a game. But, never mind, my head was just being stupid. Uh, what if, what if, what if, there was a Devil May Cry
1: game on the Switch? Uh, I, we already do have a Devil May Cry game on the Switch, it's called Bayonetta 2.
0: (laughs) Fair. But, I mean, yeah, so take that as you will.
1: Yeah. Moving moving on. Yeah, so this one, it's something that's exciting for people who uh, who like playing the Switch on the go, and unlike me, don't like playing it in handheld mode and actually holding it, connecting to the Switch. Um, Nintendo is releasing a new charging stand, so a lot of people complained about how, you know, if th- because the charging port is on the bottom of the Switch, you can't have it, like, you know, propped up with its little, little, little proppy bit and put it somewhere... And charge it at the same time, because you can't plug it in like that. So Nintendo listened, and now there's this little, like, battery pack charging stand. So it's, like, a little standy that it slides in just like it does with your actual dock. And it it's a stand that has a battery in it, so it charges it. So if you like playing like that and have the detached Joy-Cons, it's really cool. And it comes out uh, July 13th, and it'll be $20. I like the idea. Don't want to pay for it. I'm like, I mean, like I said, I don't play like if i was on the, if i was on a plane a lot i think i'd buy this like if i was playing in handheld mode but with a pro controller i'd be like okay this is cool but for me i i just like it playing it in like the full tablet mode with the with the pieces attached on the sides so it's it's cool to have it's an officially licensed product which i think is always good to have for options but even i'm like that's, that's
0: cool yeah i will it, buy it, it but that's cool it really depends on
1: your situation because like
0: last year when i lived in a dorm room and i didn't have a tv my main way of playing the switch was in tabletop mode on my desk but now you could do that so if you live in a dorm room and you don't have a tv maybe this is a good investment for you
1: uh the next thing is is uh so shonen uh shonen jump has a weekly magazine called weekly jump So Shonen Jump is like the guys who make the, uh, it's like the, the manga magazines, like they're Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. Um, they had a little news bit in their weekly, uh, issue today or yesterday, I think that said Splatoon 2 news is coming on June 9th. That will shake up the world or shock the world. I think it was, it was, it was a, it was an electricity pun.
0: Yeah. Something like that. I, what could it be? What could it be? What could it be?
1: I'm thinking because it's Shonen, it might be a continuation of the Splatoon. Like, they had that Splatoon... Not uh, not manga, but, like, that little, like, thing they had. Like, the little animated thing that they did. Remember that? Yeah.
0: Well, okay, that was really lame. Because all it was was just a motion comic.
1: So maybe they're, like, doing, like, a full-on comic. Or maybe they're doing an anime. I mean, they, they could do an anime. They... Ugh, oh, I would die. Yeah, I know you would. So, I'm... You know, it's, it's cool to have, uh, it's cool to have this, you know, sitting around in the back of our minds waiting for June 9th. I mean, it's really soon before the Octo Expansion. I think that's good because it's going to be like, hey, you know, we're getting everyone hyped up about Splatoon again. And it's good because, you know, Splatoon now, 2 was kind of like the summer game the last question, year. The question,
0: the question with that, with like the, um, Octo Expansion is this happens a week before E3 if they come out with octo expansion here do you really think that they're not going to talk about splatoon 2 eddie 3 or like anything splatoon like i feel like they have to
1: i uh, you know part of me thinks so i don't think i don't think the octo Expansion's coming out on 6 9 no, i think I, I, no it's not no way it's i think it's coming out the day the pearl and marina amiibo come out which is july 20th uh, I feel like this might be what they want to do, though, where they have, like, a big announcement for Splatoon 2 before E3, because maybe they don't want to talk about it at E3. Maybe it'll be, like, one of those things, you know, like, the in-between two big things they're talking about. They say, like, oh, and a reminder, the Octopath expansion has right. an official release date of 7 yeah,
0: I don't know. I also feel like, I don't know, because you know they have more Splatoon stuff, like, in the tubes right now. Oh, of course they do.
1: I, so, I feel like this. This, I mean, this is the game that's going to sell their online before before Smash.
0: Exactly. So you know that they want that, like Nintendo wants this game to still be prevalent come September.
1: Absolutely and you know it, it is like their premier online game and the summertime is you know when people the ages you know 10 to 17 who can sit around and play video games all day during the summertime would be playing Splatoon they want as many people owning that game as possible exactly so it's I'll be interested to see what happens we'll we'll follow up you know next month yeah. and let you guys know what we think about what we did here you will hear it next one uh, I, I wanted to bring this up because I know this is really exciting for a lot of people Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which I believe is the American equivalent of Monster Hunter Double Cross. It's coming to the Switch in the US on uh, August 28th. So it's exciting for Monster Hunter fans. I, I'm not a Monster Hunter fan.
0: Yeah, as someone with a PlayStation 4, I had the chance to get Monster Hunter Worlds, which was just a better Monster Hunter game. Didn't care about that one, and I don't care about this one.
1: I mean, I've I've heard this where, like, people say, like, you know, Monster Hunter games, they don't care if you leave them behind. They're like, listen, if you don't want to figure out how I work, whatever. I don't care. Because it seems like the people who, like, commit, they really commit. And then apparently the game's really cool. But I don't know, I just... Also, I think that, like, it's a big part of it is, like, playing it with friends, like, online, with, like, a group.
0: That, that for Monster Hunter World, was, like, a big thing, but I don't think that's so much for this one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I play games solo on the train with no internet connection, so... I'm all interested to see how the reviews come out for this game for, like, you know, the casual, non-Monster Hunter person like myself. Well, I mean, you could go look up the reviews for the 3DS version right now. Yeah, I could. I don't know, I want to see how it runs on Switch, too. Right. But uh next thing this is something um that i really want to talk about is there was a data mine for xenoblade chronicles 2 that has a lot to do with what the big dlc pack at the end of this year is going to be about so i'm going to make this real quick so if you don't want this to be spoiled for you just you know click like the move 30 seconds forward a couple times matt do you want to like put a timestamp or something in that works too um yeah i'll figure out how to do that okay so real fast xenoblade chronicles 2 dlc is go- apparently going to take place in the aegis war which was the thing that happened 500 years before the events wait, of xenoblade chronicles. Wait, should
0: i listen to this uh, uh
1: yes i'll keep it i'll keep it okay for you
0: okay. the
1: aegis war is something they talk about a lot don't worry yeah,
0: I, I know what the aegis war is
1: yeah so it's it takes place during the aegis war 500 years ago the blade mechanic is not pre- present you just play as the blades and they have seven arts between themselves. So I imagine like, you know, you can like switch between three blades. There's probably like one attack that they always have and then two different attacks per like version of their stats. So it takes place 500 years ago in the Aegis War and has a bunch of characters, some of which you could play some of which you can't play in the main game, but you're playing as the blades. And it looks really cool because this is something like separate from the campaign, which is something that I was really interested in because I was like, I don't want to go back, you know, to my level 80 something Rex and play through the game again. I probably would just play on new game plus and want to enjoy the whole experience over again. But if this is true and it's something completely different, that's very exciting. Um, also, there's two or three new blades. One of them is Shulk. So that's exciting. Wait, really? He's really failing it. Oh my golly. So if this is true, I'm very excited, but yeah, it's, if you're interested, I'm sure like me, you're like, oh cool, more Xenoblade 2 stuff, and it's like separate from the main game, so I can just go and pick up and play just this. But that's it. Spoilers over.
0: Alright, moving right along.
1: Yes. Oh, this one's me too. Uh, Minecraft Bedrock, got an official release date for Switch. This is the update, um, that's going to allow us to be able to play with basically everyone. It's going to give Switch access to the Minecraft store. So all the mods and skins and stuff that everyone else can access on PC and Xbox and I think PlayStation, this is going to be available to everyone now who plays it on the 3DS or the Switch. That's really exciting. You know, if you're into Minecraft and you want to know, you know, play with your friends and have access to all that stuff.
0: How confident are you about the the PlayStation one?
1: Oh, no, I'm, I, don't, I don't think you can play with Sony, but I, I think Sony has access to the Minecraft store. Oh, okay, okay. If this, I mean, if you're into Minecraft, this is probably super exciting for you. I have Minecraft on my Switch, I don't really play it, but it's kind of cool. So, you know, yay, cross-platform play. Neato! Yes.
0: Moving right along. (laughs) Another quick one. Crash has moved his date, Crash Bandicoot, has moved his date from July 10th to June 29th. So he's coming out sooner. For those of you on the the Switch who didn't get to play it yet. Um, I don't know how likely this would be. I mean, we know that Spyro comes out in September, but maybe they did this, like, strategically, just so, you know, Crash gets out of the way a lot sooner than Spyro would come into the picture.
1: Or maybe, maybe, you know, they I mean, I think industry standard is maybe that some people know what's going on, and they're probably like, well, Nintendo's pipeline looks pretty quiet in June, and they can't rush everything out, Right? Right? <laughs> I feel like that might be it too. Just like I mean, look in look at July. Even actually that week even. July 10th, that's the week that Octopath Traveler comes out, Captain Toad comes out, Sonic Mania Plus comes out. It's a busy it's a busy time. So I'm happy they're moving it up because if people are interested, it it gives it a Not better that chance. you of... are,
0: but no, anyway,
1: I'm you know, whatever. I'm sorry, Matt, okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right.
0: Let's move right along to the the juice of the episode now that we're like almost 50 45 minutes, minutes in <laughs> um, anyway here we are we um if you hadn't noticed this week earlier this week nintendo finally came out with some info on their online memberships hooray finally Woo! let's talk about it
1: sure so real fast uh for an individual person it's 20 dollars a year so that's a year-long membership There is a $35 family plan, which allows up to eight Switch users, even if they're on different Switch consoles, to be under one family plan. You still use the smartphone app for chat, and it looks like they're adding new functions to the smartphone app. You will have access to 20-plus NES games with online functionality and co-op if they are compatible with that. And there will be apparently certain deals that are only available to Switch online users. Makes sense. And, it's oh yeah, and one last thing. Cloud saves. For some oh! games. Not all of them. Some games.
0: It's like, it's like the light of heaven
1: touched me when you said cloud saves. Well, it touched some of you. There's a little bit of clouds. Not all of you. I hate you. Some. Alright, Matt, give me your, give me your quick and dirty. What's your opinion? I really like it. I
0: As someone who pays $60 a year for Sony, I really like this. And cloud saves, finally, we have Cloud saves. Cloud saves are like, I mean, right now they're not important, but when the next switch comes out and you want to upgrade, they're going to be important. Or when you're walking down the stairs and you trip down the stairs and you accidentally log roll out the front door and you drop your switch in the pool, then cloud saves are going to be important. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes, I, I um, my my opinion of it is also really good. I think, honestly, you know, people are getting upset because they're like, well, we still have to use a smartphone app for chat. And we still, okay, you know, it's like, use, we don't get everything, Discord. but...
0: Discord. You don't have to use the smartphone app.
1: Yeah, that's my big thing. I'm always just late. They're no like, they're like, why do you use my smartphone for, for chat? Well, no, because you have your smartphone sitting right there, and Discord is free.
0: For a game like Splatoon, where you need to be able to talk to the random people in your lobby, and you can't just, like, know you're going to be in Discord with those people, then it sucks, but... Other than that, there's there's nothing wrong with just going to use Discord when you're playing one of these NES games with your friends online.
1: Yeah, and I feel like, honestly, like, really when it comes to the smartphone app for chat, the only people who do suffer are those people who are playing Splatoon at a very high level and doing it alone. But I feel mm-hmm. like those people have dealt with this app for long enough that they probably have just given up and learned ways to, you know, interact. Yeah, they're probably just used to it by now. You know, people figure out how to do it. And I don't really people complain about the smartphone app, but I'm like, no, I don't care. But the big thing I want to talk about is what you said. Yeah, twenty bucks a month or twenty bucks a year is really That's good.
0: Good. And if if Mike and I can can lead you in on a little tip, we don't like this family plan thing for thirty five dollars a year, we don't know how it's restricted and Mike and I are basically family.
1: Yeah, so this has been the big thing people are talking about. They're like, listen, if you connect eight switches, it's like five bucks a year. How does that
0: work? Well, like, yeah, like, how does that, like, maybe they just haven't given us all the details on it, but from what I could find, at least, I couldn't find anything that restricted you to being like, oh, you can't connect to this switch, or something like that. Like, how do, how do they know if you're my blood family or not
1: it's it's strange because like when i first read it i said to matt i was like well it's probably just like you can have up to eight users on a single switch connected to it and then he's like no no, no. it's different systems it's interesting i feel like it may not have the restriction it's just the idea that listen you know there are every person isn't gonna join up with seven other friends that they have and make their internet really cheap like like we will we have, you know, one, two, three, what, like five people we, we have, could join yeah, in Yeah, we have at least five, maybe six. I don't remember. Anyway, but it's like... It's kind of exciting, you know, and even if it's just like, hey, you have to be on like the same Wi-Fi or something like that. One of our friends is moving in with me and he has a Switch. So I could be like, hey, give me 10 bucks. Let's pay for our internet together. Your plan. Exactly. It, it's perfect. It's exciting. And that, that seems smart because that's not how it works with Xbox and PlayStation, right? Like it's a it's a user that has the the PS live yes, or whatever, it's, right? It's
0: by the user and it
1: goes for much more expensive rates. Yeah. So that's that's cool the the whole nes games thing i think that's cute like some people are like oh that's so dumb you know we don't have we only have nes games which i want to get into a l- little bit later Whoa. but like i i my like, first off the like i know that i think microsoft and sony d- do have like a demo program or whatever but like this is good because it's like you know i like playing mario like super mario brothers and like playing it through on my switch just one day because i want to I'm not going to complain about that, I'm you know? co-op playing online. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's not something like I don't think it's like it's an excess feature. It's not the reason you're going to buy the online, right? Exactly. And people got to think about it like that. It's like, "Hey, in addition to doing all these things, you also get these games that basically have been available on every system that we've made that's ever had online functionality." I mean, you can buy it on the DS. You can buy it on the Game Boy Advance. I have the Game Boy Advance cards for Super Mario Brothers. You can buy it on the Wii Virtual Console. You can buy it on the Wii U Virtual Console. 3DS Virtual Console.
0: And also, there's no way this is the last of it. Like, these 20 games are not what's going to be on here for the rest of eternity. You know what I mean? They're gonna switch. They're either going to switch the games out, or they're going to add new ones, and maybe they'll even add other consoles. Maybe they'll bring the SNES on here. Maybe they'll bring the N64 on here.
1: Who knows? It's It's... It's exciting because it's open door, and even if it was just these twenty games, you know what? These games—if you think about each one being worth a dollar—then you're like, "Well, there's your year of subscription. Yeah, it's like You're it's getting still you're getting twenty, 20 games. games. Yeah, and and like there's some, like some real games. I mean, Mario Brothers is on there. Mario Brothers three hasn't been announced, but it's in the backdrop of their their art that they've used.
0: Yep, I've seen. So
1: it. like. Mario Brothers 3, Legend of Zelda, original Mario Brothers, like, those are, you know, those are real Nintendo games, you know? They're not, like, it's not NES Golf 19 times, and Balloon Fight. Although Balloon Fight is on there, I believe. (laughs) Of course it is, it's Balloon Fight. (laughs) It's exciting. And honestly, Cloud Saves is good. Like you said, if they ever make a new version of the Switch, it's gonna be necessary, and... For me traveling on the train every day, I always get nervous that I'm going to drop my Switch in something or lose it or, you know, get it broken. And being able to have cloud saves is nice because, you know, for someone like me who kind of like burns through a game and then I'll probably go back and just replay it. You know, I don't really care. Like if I lost my Breath of the Wild save file, I'd be pretty sad, but I wouldn't be like devastated. But like, what if I was, what if I was like 45, you know, hours into Xenoblade, which I spent like 99 hours playing? Then I'd be a little upset, and I probably wouldn't pick up the game again.
0: Right. The other important thing is, let's say you totally run out of space on your Switch. You can now delete games off of your Switch, save the save file to the cloud, and not worry about it. So if you ever want to go back to the game and keep playing that save file, you can just re-download the game.
1: Yeah, that, I'm... I'm hesitant about saying that because they did say, like I said before, the cloud saves are not for every game and they haven't dictated what's the protocol for yes, no.
0: Well, no, but that's, that's still a
1: thing. It is, I guess the issue for me would be that like, you know, you and I have talked about this, Nintendo has like some super secret tech that they use to make their games super small, right? Like Breath of the Wild is what, like four gigabytes?
0: Uh, bigger than that, I think. But it's like a
1: small... It's it's, small. It is very small
0: for as big as Breath of the
1: Wild is. So it's like those games and their save files don't take up as much space as the third-party games, which do take up a lot of space, you know? Like, I mean, L.A. Noire is the biggest example. The fact that you needed an SD card to play L.A. Noire on the Switch. So I'm excited about the idea of cloud saves for, like, you know, purposes of, like, being able to hold everything and not lose something if something happens to my Switch. I'm less optimistic about what you just said until we hear more right
0: but i mean i still like i have faith on that i don't think anything bad will happen
1: yeah i think it'll be good and honestly like give me cloud saves for you know the major nintendo games and like stardew valley and then like every once in a while an rpg that's all i really Mm -hmm. care about because it's like you know my sonic mania save file gets wiped i'll be sad but i'll be like well guess i gotta play through sonic mania like seven more times again
0: (laughs) In the online play section of the little, like, announcement they made, if you read it, it says, A Nintendo Switch online membership will be needed to participate in co-op and competitive online features for many current and upcoming Nintendo Switch games, such as Splatoon 2, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, ARMS, Mario Tennis Aces, and Sushi Striker The Way of the Sushido, which goes to reason that Sushi Striker is going to be some big online game, or, like, there will be online aspects of it.
1: Yeah, they're really pushing this game.
0: Yeah, so I'm, like, this has nothing to do with the discussion, but I'm just, I'm getting more and more interested in Sushido.
1: Yeah, it's, like, when it came out at E3, it was, like, the last game to get announced at E3 last year. And, like, after us, you know, seeing Max Brass for the first time on Treehouse and seeing Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid 2 Remake, yeah, you know, this kind of fell by the wayside. I was like, "Oh, that's cute. What? Whatever."
0: Well, it's not even that it fell by the wayside. It just looked whatever.
1: Yeah, it was. You know, we had just come off an awesome E three, so nobody really cared. And then it's like, "Oh, it's coming to the Switch. Well, that's interesting, but okay, I'll, yeah, I'll bite." Well, but now it's being that in it's the coming to the Switch just like piqued my interest by five thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, we've seen stuff. It looks like an interesting puzzle game. You know, I've been looking for a good puzzle game on Switch, and this one's on my radar. Like, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on this.
0: Yeah, me too. But, um, anyway, there was a second portion to this chat, which is yet another loss. A sad, tragic loss.
1: Yeah, no, uh, they announced, it was, it was like they sent a message to Kotaku after the announcement for the Switch online. They were like, the virtual console will not be on the nintendo switch a lot of people have been looking at this really negatively i am one of those people who's very optimistic about this honestly i i thought you would be negative about this i don't know why but i just i didn't think you would like this no because what i my issue is is you know i was reading something about this uh the other day the virtual console was good right it was like the first time nintendo was kind of opening the vault and saying look here are our games, you know. Here's F0 on the SNES and here's, you know, Mario 3 on the, you know, the NES. You know, these games that people grew up playing that we all really liked and you could finally buy them and play them on something that, you know, needed an HDMI cable rather than a red, white, yellow port, right? <laughs> so it was exciting and I think it was good because it opened the door and showed Nintendo what people really wanted. However, I don't think the Virtual Console as it was was the best as it could be, like, we had it on the Wii U, and we had it on the 3DS, and the 3DS is still running, remember? Like, you know, we can still buy Mm -hmm. games on the Virtual Console. Well, I don't
0: think, like, I don't know, I think when Virtual Console, like, originally became a thing, I think people took it a little bit out of proportion, where it's like, it's really just a banner to release things on, and people, like, people, like, think of it as this, like, big, crazy thing, whoa, Virtual Console, but I think that Virtual Console... At right now, in 2018, in Nintendo's eyes, is being replaced by these minis that they're making, first of all. And you can't you can't blame them for that. And also, I think that you would need... If you wanted to forward Virtual Console, you'd have to make it a thing. There would have to be a Virtual Console app, almost like a second eShop. And you would go into that, and then you would buy Virtual Console games that you wanted.
1: Yeah, I feel like the system, when it came out, was very good, and it was very helpful... Nintendo's moving on. I don't think them saying the Virtual Console is not coming to Switch does not mean like that doesn't equate to classic games will not be on the Switch. And I think no, people really need to think about that. And I th- I mean when the NES Mini came out or the Super Nintendo Mini, they said you know this is Nintendo trying to experiment with different ways to putting out Virtual Console because you, know, you got to think about it. you know they trickle out these games. And I think nowadays, you know, how many times is something going to get downloaded that comes to the, you know, the virtual yeah, right? console like, I mean, when it's kind I of bought, like a glut?
0: I've bought a Link to the Past I don't know how many times now, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to do it again.
1: Yeah, and it's like one of these things where, you know, wouldn't it be, you know, instead of selling Super Mario Bros. 3 again for like $8, right? Why doesn't Nintendo just do, this is the big thing that I'm always proponent of. Why doesn't Nintendo say, hey, people really like these minis. We'll keep making the minis. But let's make a cartridge and call it the NES Classic Series. And it's like, here, plug this into your Switch. It is the same interface and the same thing as the NES Classic is, but it's just on your Switch. Like, that would be awesome. You know, I would buy that up in a heartbeat. Like, can you imagine that for, like, the Super Nintendo? I mean, but
0: at, at that point, like, I bet there's a way for you to not even... Well, I mean, maybe, who knows. But, like, maybe you only need to, like, make software for the Switch and then make an a da- or a, a cord that connects the, the NES Mini to
1: the Switch. Well, I like that idea, but the issue I would have with it is that then the portability of these things is ruined, and that's right, no, the big I know. draw I'm for just, me. I'm just spitballing right now, but, like...
0: I am not, I'm not saying it's a good idea but there's there's ways that it could happen.
1: Yes. I think I think the classic series, the mini series or whatever is not leaving. It's no. It's, it's wildly it's successful enough. and it's good for the people who don't want to buy a Nintendo Switch or didn't want to buy a Wii U just so they could play Super Metroid again, you know? It's like here's a all-in-one product that has all the Nintendo games. So, you know, like like I'm really bummed that the NES Classic is really hard to find because my dad grew up playing Mario, and I would love to have bought him one. But I was looking for a second one, and I couldn't find one to save my life. I still haven't seen one. I swear, if I didn't, if I haven't seen, uh, if I hadn't bought my NES Classic, I might not believe they exist.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're they're hard to find, but
1: yeah, the SNES Classic's been a lot better about that, and I think that's good because I honestly I think the SNES classic has a better selection of games
0: and and now right now it almost doesn't even matter if you didn't get an nes classic if you have a 3 or if you have a switch
1: yeah because a lot of these these games that are coming out on the nes for the online will probably be those games you know exactly i can't imagine they wouldn't put up mario 1 2 and 3 i couldn't imagine them not putting up well they already are putting up zelda like what else are they going to not put up you know if you put up fire emblem then you've already beaten the nes classic because the nes classic in america doesn't have fire emblem The problem with, I think, the minis in the classic series was always the availability. You know, now everyone wants everything on the Switch. And I think Nintendo's going to be experimenting more with not only the classic series, but also just collection-based retro games is kind of the way the industry's going. Like, I mean, Sega announced that they're doing that. The Neo Geo mini just got announced, like, a few hours ago. Did you see this? I did not. It's, it's like the NES classic, but it's Neo Geo. Which, if if you're a Neo Geo guy, you know, that's you're jumping over the moon right now. You know, that's really Whenever exciting. someone says Neo Geo, I just think of NeoPets. I mean, reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, I just... I, I think people are jumping to, you know... Nintendo let us have free online, right? And that was cool. But then they said that they were going to have us pay for online at the end of last... At the beginning of last fall. Because they didn't, I feel like because they didn't say anything, people's expectations will be going very high. They're like, oh, we're never going to have to pay for it or we're going to pay for it and we're going to get all these other cool things. And like that rolled up with the fact that we hadn't heard anything about the virtual console yet and people talking about the complaining about cloud saves and the complaining about the smartphone app. Everyone's kind to rolled all this together and like, no, this they're going to reveal their online. It's going to be the best thing or the worst thing because it's not the best thing. People are like, no, this is awful. I'm like, No, it's not. And I really think I, I really think, you know, Nintendo's not dumb. They know that I will pay for Mario 64 a third time. You know, I, I have it on the N64. And I have it on the DS. I will definitely buy it again, in, you know, Nintendo 64 classic, or on a cartridge classic collection or something like that. Like, they know we'll do this. They're not dumb. <laughs> I think they're just, you know, it's the Nintendo way to figure out a, you know, an easy method for them that's also very lucrative, you know, because the fact is, is, as much as the the classic series is overselling what they had imagined it was, it's it's still selling really well, you know, they're like, this is a good business idea, you know, it sells well, it does well, it's like Amiibo, you know?
0: Um, there's one more little thing that I wanted to touch on, though, which was, again, back to that stupid mobile app. If you log on to that mobile app right now, there's only one thing you can do, which is fool around with Splatnet if you have Splatoon 2. Does that change now? Like, they they must add either add more stuff or take away Splatnet and make a more
1: generic Switch My understanding thing. is they're probably going to add things. Like, maybe they'll finally add, like, an ARMS app or, like, a news app that will show the party crash.
0: I was just thinking that.
1: Like, why isn't there an ARMS one? Once it's tied to a paid service... Nintendo's gonna get a little more serious about it. Yeah, I don't I don't think the functionalities of things like Splatnet would change. Like I f- I'd you know, I'd feel guilty if people who didn't pay for the internet didn't have access to these things. But then I think about it for a second, I'm like, well no, because if they didn't if they didn't pay for the internet for Splatoon Two, then they're only changing their avatar for the single player game with the you know, the items that they can only access.
0: Yeah, also like I mean the app is for online use, you know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah, it doesn't do anything for single player.
0: I don't don't imagine anything in the Switch app
1: will do stuff for single player, you know what I mean? No, I don't think so either. But it would just be good to be like, you know, here are the party crash times, and here is what world Luigi will be in for Luigi's Balloon World for the next eight hours. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here's what the next couple stages will be for Splatoon, obviously. I feel like that one obviously benefits the most because of its rotating structure. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces, I'm sure, with their tournament series that they're doing. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I'm,
0: I'm sure it'll have one of those. And, I mean, Smash.
1: And, yeah, obviously Smash. That'd be, you know, that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, who knows? Hopefully they'll update the app. Really, all they need to do is make it so you can turn your phone off, like, the screen off, and you can still be chatting with people. Yeah. That's the worst thing. It's the worst part of it.
1: But, yeah, I think, you know, even if they didn't change the app, it doesn't change the experience of the online service, and I'm okay. Like, I would like the app to be better, but I'm not, like, saying, I'm not going to pay for the internet for my Nintendo Switch because the app is awful. Yeah. They know the app is awful. They have to know the app is awful. So, uh... Any last comments? No, I, I'm good. Yeah, well, then. that that is it, then. <laughs> so, the last thing we like to do when we close our show is we just, uh... I like to make sure that Matt gives us a fun fact so it matt it can be about anything whatever you want to talk about oh no Um, it just has to be a fact maybe a life fact well you see mike you see yes i am very tired Does that count as a fact? It does count as a fact. There you go. You're very, very tired. I'm very tired. Honestly, finals are running you a little ragged. I feel like I hear from you less and less these past couple days, but I'm like...
0: Yeah, well, the less of it.
1: I'm done. Good. So you have no excuse not to talk to me when I send you stupid memes.
0: Yeah, sure. Sure.
1: Please? I get lonely at work. I know, buddy. I know. Thank you. Uh
0: You Uh-huh.
1: You're (laughs) welcome.
0: Anyway, what about you? It's, It's your turn. Fun fact me. Fun fact you? Fun fact me.
1: Okay. Let me give you a, a nice, clean, fun fact. Ooh.
0: clean? Ooh! Oh!
1: My my nice, <laughs> my nice, clean fun fact is: uh, if you decide to buy a taxidermied bug on the internet, don't show your sister. She might think you're weird. Yeah, you know, I wonder why yeah i wonder i mean she's 13 so like you know yeah bugs are still yucky of course of course yeah i took a class it's really pretty i think bugs are cool yeah you know who you know who caught bugs miyamoto yes yeah right no or was it sakurai i can't remember whoever made whoever was one of the big guys for pokemon also was really into bug catching i think it was miyamoto yeah but point is nintendo's got a lot of bug catchers in it so obviously they think bugs are cool so we should all
0: think that was cool. And, and with that, we will leave you tonight.
1: Yes. Um, so, again, our intro was made. We just want to make sure we give another shout out to Rick's Record on SoundCloud. Uh, it's spelled uh, R-E-C-K-A-R-D, Rick's Record. Uh, seriously, he was a super great help, honestly. He reached out to us when I posted our first episode and said, you guys kind of need an opening. And I was like, you're right. When was the last time I listened to a podcast without some kind of little opening song? So yeah, very, he worked with us. He was you, super thank you, great.
0: If you are listening, it was yeah. really helpful
1: of you. So, really nice of you. So now we sound all kinds of professional. Oh, yeah. But uh, we also like to let you know that you can contact us. We are uh, pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter. I am on Twitter at, at Cento says that's C-C-E-N-T-O says, and the other one we have is at pinkgoldpeeps, which is how Matt uses Twitter, because Matt believes that Twitter is actually a real bird. So if it has this information, it will come down and scoop him up, and he'll never be heard from again.
0: Or it'll take it like a freaking carrier pigeon to everybody. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm on to you, bird.
1: <laughs> and with that, I wish you all good night. Have a good week, everybody.
0: Ciao.